what we're obviously trying to explore here is the idea that in our series on relationships is um, that they're not simple. How many could say that? One thing you could say about family dynamics and our relationships is that they're complicated. And uh, how many grew up like me? How many were in my era? You grew up watching the Brady Bunch, right? Now, I don't know, somehow when the Brady Bunch, it, it was complicated, but they made it very simple. You know what I mean? All you needed was Alice, the housekeeper, and a couple of talks, and everything got sorted out. It was really nice. How many Brady Bunch era people? Okay. Uh, but the reality is what we've sort of found out is that all of our relationships are actually much, much more complicated than that. And uh, so we're going to talk about that today. And uh, let me thank everyone that's here. Let me welcome everybody that's uh, online. Thanks for joining us as well. Um, at the end of the service, we're going to share uh, communion, the Lord's Supper together. Um, if you're home or with some friends or family, uh, feel free at, when we get to the end. Maybe you want to go grab something, some bread. Uh, the, the symbolism is more important than the, than the material itself. And uh, hopefully you'll join us at the end here. Um, so what I'd like to do is just sort of explore the, the complicated nature of relationships and one of the areas that it gets really difficult is when we've been wronged or hurt or offended and we need to figure out a response. So in the family relationship, all of us have been hurt or wronged or offended. Um, at work, you've got run over, um, forgotten, lied about, whatever it is, and this sort of happens to all of us, and, and it all comes back to the relationships. And relationships, think about this, ready? Relationships are almost always about responding well. Responding well. And if we could respond well when things happen, it'd make a huge difference. And Jesus talks to us a lot about how to respond. And I want to get to that in a minute. But before I do, I want you to think about the polar extremes that people usually choose. One extreme is if you hurt me, I'm going to what? I'm going to hurt you back. This is, this is the Flint mentality. This is where I grew up, right? And I was always taught, don't start fights, but you should. You grew up in Flint too? Good. You finish them. Chris, don't start them, but you finish them. And I, you, know, you know my story with boxing and all that sort of thing. And took a lot of pride and all of that thing. And that you know, I was going to finish the fight. So this is how a lot of us grew up. Um, and Jesus talked about this in, in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, where he says, you know, um, you've heard it said, an eye for what? An eye. So whatever. Somebody wrongs you, you got to what? You got to wrong them back. You got to get them back. Okay? And really when this was written, it was actually written in the context of if somebody hurts you, you can't take more back. There's a limit. So what they were trying to do back then was they were trying to put a limit on the retaliation. The, the limit on the retribution. Because if you don't put a limit, what does it do? If you take out my eye, I take out what? Both yours. One, because I'm getting even. Two, because I'm mad you even started it. This is how it works in the backseat of a car with your kids. Is it true? They don't equally poke, 
right? They escalate the poke. They, it goes up. And so Jesus said retaliating is not going to help us. And so the other answer is, well, just sit there and take it. Now, I think that's what a lot of people think that Jesus taught, was just sit there and get slapped around, right? And then we quote his often quoted, uh, what you need to do, if someone slaps you on the cheek, you just, what? How many know this one? Turn the other, turn the other cheek. And uh, a while ago, I taught on this particular verse. I'm going to review it a little bit to help us with the context. But here's one thing I wanted to say uh, before we go into that. It's possible, just I want you to think with me. It's possible for you and I to react or to respond like Christ. And I think this is important to say because I think one of the things that we do is we kind of we kind of go, well, that was Jesus, and I'm not him, and I will never be him, so I'm going to have to use and settle for my human responses, right? And we sort of say, well, Jesus, of course, could do that. We think of Jesus on the cross, right? And he's being crucified. And what comes out of his mouth? Not the thing that would be coming out of our mouth, right? What comes out of his mouth is, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And what most of us do is we go, well, that's an unreachable standard. I think in my mind, I don't see myself responding that way today. Anybody with me? All right. So we go, well, that's an unreasonable standard. So I will just... And I got to thinking about it. And I thought, well, it's unreasonable for me as mature as I am today. I couldn't see myself doing that today. Would anyone in the Orchard Grove family be in my camp, somewhere in my neighborhood? None of you. You guys would be the Father, forgive them. They know, is that where you are? Then I'm one heck of a pastor. I just want to say that. Or, or some of you would say, uh, maybe I'm in your neighborhood, Chris. I might have a few unkind words to say or a lawyer to call or something. That, so... We, we go, I don't see myself doing that. I, and so what this is, happens to a lot of people. This is so important. So we just distance ourselves from the idea of really ever becoming more like Christ. We just kind of say, well, he's in a certain category that I will never be in, so I will just be content with my ways, some of which are not that good. You don't have to vote on this one. Some of which are not that good. We, I just, I pay people back. I mean, it's what I do. I mean, I, I have to. And some of it has, is because we look at it in extremes that I'm going to retaliate or I'm going to resign. And I'm going to talk about maybe there's another option. But I want to give you hope first that you can become like Christ. I started thinking about it. My brother was telling me a story about um, his, his little boy, Carter, and, you know, the joys and the challenges of raising a young one. And the other day we were talking about this, and um, we were moving him from one activity to the other, which he did not approve of. Anybody been here? And it turned into a fit, and he's like the cutest kid in the world, right? And then all of a sudden, 
Anybody seen this switch before? <laughs> he just grows horns. And I mean, he's like, I want, no, I want nothing to do with moving. I want to be in this hammock, and that's where I want to be. And we wanted to move him from there to another activity, and he had nothing to do with it. And the, the party needed to move on, but he was just absolutely throwing a fit. My brother tells me a story. He goes, in the store the other day, uh, I, I, we had to leave, and he wanted to be there. He didn't want to go. And it, it, literally, it was one of those things where I just have to go. We tried talking. We tried doing all these things. And so he, anybody been here? At the last resort is I'm just going to pick them up. Anybody been here? And walk out of the store. To which Carter responded by relentlessly slapping him in the face. Anybody, been, anybody ever been at this one before? Whap, 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 whap. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right? I mean, you have so little options here, right? You know, your options are so small, right? And um, you can go back to the Stern Lecture. You can take it out in the store. You know, you have, you have limited options. And he chose to just, I'm going to get him to the car, and then we're going to do something else, right? But uh, uh, he's smiling. Wah, 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 daddy, at me. Right? All the way out the store. He's trying to tell everybody, it's okay. I don't abuse him. It's okay. I... Now, think about this. I saw a lot of you smiling because you've done similar things. How did you do that? How did you, ta- how did you let another human being just slap you around relentlessly for only doing them one favor and then taking them to do more good for them? You did good for them by taking them to the store. You're getting ready to do them more good for them. Maybe get them a meal or the next thing that's all. So all you've done is good for them, and they just smacked you around, and you just took it. Well, you took it because why? You understood that they are yet a what? Child, and they can only think in a certain way. And you evolved in your thinking, and you just did the math and said, I, I have to let this go. Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe, but I'm not going to slap him back. Is it possible that you and I could mature to be like Christ? And somebody with a lower level of thinking, that's why it's key what Jesus said, forgive them because they don't know what, what they're doing. Seems like, you know, and and, and parents always have these things. Well, he didn't get enough sleep or whatever. Now, if they're 36 and doing that, please, it wasn't sleep, okay? But we we give them a break. We just go, they they didn't get it. Our thinking's evolved. Theirs has not. So this is so important. In Philippians, Paul said something about his own spiritual development, which I think this is so important because us responding well has everything to do with our own growth. Let me say it again. Us responding well has everything to do with our own growth. What you don't want to do is join a church or get a religion or find Jesus or whatever or sign the card or get baptized or take communion and not grow. That doesn't do anybody any good, least of all you. But growing means rethinking and changing and evolving. And so what, what you need to believe and understand is you're not going to always respond perfectly, but you can keep on growing. Paul talked about his own spiritual growth and development and being perfect. And this is what he said. I'm not saying that I have this all together, right? Uh, that I have it made. 
that I have arrived. I haven't. But what he goes on to say is that I'm pressing on. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep participating. Everybody look here. I just want you to get this. Don't resign yourself to non-growth. Don't say, well, I'm not like Christ. I'm never going to be Christ, so I'm just me. You know, us Italians, you know, you know our tempers. You know, I'm Irish. No, we have to say, I, I could, just as I saw my brother doing that, and I just saw that his, his thinking was above that. Your, your thinking can evolve beyond the thinking of someone else, and you could literally, literally see things differently. Now, this is important. Because you don't see them differently now doesn't mean you couldn't. Because your reaction now, let me, let me give you an example. Um, some of you maybe recall this story. Years ago, I got jumped when I was in Atlanta. And I was visiting my mom when she lived in Atlanta for a while. And I was down there at a conference. And uh, I like to walk around. I usually take a walk a day. And so uh, I did my walk about, about 1130 at night. And I was walking through downtown Atlanta. And it's, as it turns out, it was a mistake. And, and two guys... Uh, I was walking down the sidewalk. I stepped out to give them the sidewalk, and they give me the, right? And the guy just, just clocked me. I didn't even see it coming. I was right next to him. And uh, one or two of them hit me. Honestly, I don't remember. Um, but the thought that didn't flash into my mind was, if someone smashes you in the mouth, turn over and let them smash you again, right? Give them the other cheek. The only cheek I gave them was the lower one. How many know what I'm talking about? Like, I, anyway, you didn't get that. I, I, I laughed. I ran. I I showed him a cheek. I, I ran. I sprinted. I didn't even think. How many are with me? I didn't think. I didn't think about Bible verses. I, 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 think, I didn't think about Jesus. I just thought, I'm getting, I didn't think. I just got out of there. That's a human reaction. I think it's a good one. It's a safe one. Literally jumped on a moving fire truck. That's literally what happened. And when you get hit, you're going to react. Any kind of hit. An emotional hit. A hit at work a hit at home, you're going to react. The question is, can we get better at our reactions? And so this is really important. What I would like to sort of present is that we aren't going to react perfectly, but we need to stay involved in the progress of our own spiritual growth. God is making us better. All you got to do is participate. God is changing us. He's growing us. But we can't resign ourselves and say, this is just how I am. This is just what I do. How many would say, Chris, I'm I'm in. I want to grow a little bit here. Three of us. I'm such a convincing pastor. Uh, I I know I'd like to grow. Well, then really what it means is participating with God. And then, listen, thinking in a different way. So let me review a couple that I've done in the past, and then I'll take you to a new one that I have not done in terms of an example. So extreme one, retaliate. Pound them. Get them back. Pay them back, right? Pay them back and give them the lawyer fees, right? (laughs) This one is do nothing. Be a doormat, right? Which is the way Jesus is often interpreted. If they slap you on one cheek, you just, what? turn the other. Now, what's the problem with this one? On one hand, you go, oh, it seems so spiritual, but the the problem with it is 
It's dehumanizing if you take it literally. Right? You dehumanize yourself. No person should sit there and take abuse. No human being should just take abuse. It dehumanizes you. So is there another option? And that's when you get into Jesus. How many of you remember me teaching about this verse? If you, someone slaps you on the right cheek, you turn to them the left. And this is what we learned really quick, really quick. Um, in biblical times, right, and still in, in today's culture, when I traveled all over India, uh, much of rural India is still this way. Use your right hand for certain things. Use your left hand for other things. May I just simplify without being gross? You never eat with your left hand. Is anybody with me? Kind of. Use your right hand for things like power and this and that. Use your left hand for unmentionable things. Some of you need to travel a little bit, evidently, right? Challenge for me traveling in India is I am left-handed, right? But that's another week. We'll talk about that, all right? People sitting at the table going, oh, oh, right? Because you eat with your hands. Anyway, okay. Um, I learned quickly to eat with my right hand very gracefully. Some rice and some curry and chicken. So in biblical times, I take my right hand and I slap somebody. I punch them. Okay? So uh, let's, let's have Dale. Dale, how many love Dale? Love us some Dale. Dale will come up here and, and model this for me. All right? Come on up here, Dale. Um, and so, it, so here, here's basically how, how it would work. Um, all right. So if I'm if I'm going to if I'm going to take on Dale, all right? This is your cheek. Left. Yes. This is your left cheek, all right? And uh, so if someone slaps you on the right cheek, this is the hand I would use. All right? I wouldn't use this hand. This is the hand that they would use always, the, the one for power, right? If I'm going to slap you on your what did Jesus say? Your which cheek? Your right cheek. All right? What how do I slap him on his right cheek? I have to what? Backhand it. And this is what you would do. This showed that I am superior to him. This is always how it worked. They had a high system of structure in biblical times. I'm more important than this person, and we showed it. Does this say something to us? Does this say something? So if I do this, Jesus was saying, now turn to him the other cheek. Right? Now, right? Now I have some options. I can't do that. I have to do what? This. And in biblical times, this is important, you only did this to someone that was your equal. What Dale does when he turns the cheek is he says, I'm going to put you in a precarious position. If you do that again, you are going to call me your equal. What did Jesus always teach? Creative responses. Thank Dale. Thank Dale. All right. Now think about this. You, 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 you've heard me talk about that. Jesus gives another example here where he says, if someone forces you to go a mile, you should go the, what is it? Second mile. You've heard this one. So in biblical times, you had the Romans oppressing, right? The Israelites and 
part of Roman law was a Roman soldier could come by your house at any time, even during the Super Bowl, and say, uh, I need my pack carried. And you were under law, you had to carry it for one mile. And as we've been saying, most of the Jewish people would say, just with fury, they would know, they would, they would, we get the term mile marker, right? You'd have a mile and you'd mark it out and you'd just slam their pack down and you'd walk home in disgust that they ruined your evening, your, your after. How many would just, just think, how could it be, what, be more infuriating? Not only that, think about this, but what were packs usually carried by? Animals. So literally, the whole time, you're feeling like an animal. This is a job for an animal. You just humiliated me. You just took me away from my family dinner. You just insulted me in front of my wife and my kids. And Jesus said, if they make you go a mile, you go what? A second mile. Now, two things start happening here. Number one is the Roman soldier is used to his backpack being slammed to the ground. He's used to that. And what if you take one step past the mile marker? The whole time up to the first mile, who was in control? He was. The minute you step past that mile marker, who's in control now? We don't know. The power has shifted. Maybe the conversation has shifted. Maybe you look at the soldier and say, you know, do you like this job? Maybe he says, you know, I really don't. This job's horrible. It's the only job that I know. Maybe you start talking about each other's kids. Maybe your kids have the same birthday. What happens in the second mile? That's where all the creativity comes in. One scholar has said that even, they could even get in trouble if you went past the mile. Maybe they start to get uncomfortable that I'm going to get in trouble for even having this conversation. It's the third option that shifts the power, that shifts the dynamic. And Jesus goes on, like, he's killing it at the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, he's killing it, right? And he's another option. He says, now, let's say a man sues you, right? Matthew 540, you've seen this uh, put on the screen. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand it over and give your coat as well. All right? Kind of a shoddy translation, but some of your translations will say, right? If they want your cloak, give them your tunic. Say, what's the difference, Chris? Well, the only reason that it kind of matters is because in biblical times, here's how people dressed. They had an underlayer and they had an outer layer. All right? If someone takes your cloak, he's saying... Give them the other one as well. In Jesus' day, there was taxation, taxation, taxation. They got taxed by the Romans because the Romans were over them. And and their Jewish brothers collected the tax. And so there was corruption in the system. And then they got taxed by their own Jewish people. They called the temple tax. And they got taxed, some believe, by the Herodians as well. And there's some unbelievable numbers and some unbelievable thoughts going around about how high the taxation was. But trust me, we're nowhere near it. And people were losing their things. They were losing their animals. They started losing their land. Because if you were in debt and you couldn't pay, then they sued you. 
So imagine you're getting sued, and now they've whittled away your animals. They've taken away your land. And a really, really oppressive person would then sue you for your cloak. So you had the undergarment, then you had the outer cloak, which was like a blanket at night. It served multiple purposes. And you're sitting at the gate. Well, what was Jesus saying? Again, if we read it on the surface, we go, just let people take advantage of you. No, 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 he was thinking very creatively. If, you, if someone takes the outer garment and sues you for it, you would have been like at the town, um, at the city gate with the elders, and there would have been a, a lot of people around, right? And what, what they were saying is, if they take this from you, then just go and take the other one. Get naked? That's exactly what Jesus was saying. Many of you know that it was a shame. It was a shame for the person that would have been looking. Just read the story in Genesis. I think it's about Genesis 6 to 7. And then uh, you, you read about, you know, after the ark, you, the flood. You remember that thing? When, uh, uh, you know, Noah comes out and his sons see his nakedness and it's a shame. What was Jesus saying? He goes, put him in a really bad spot. They take this from you. It's like a humiliation. They're taking the clothes off of your back. He goes, now how many know this is going to take some courage? Listen, listen. Responding, responding in a different way takes two things that you have to remember. Courage and creativity. Courage and creativity. It's not resigning and letting people beat you up and, 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 and dehumanizing everybody in the process. But it's using courage and creativity. The problem is, listen very carefully, please. The problem is we're losing our creativity. We're becoming very one-dimensional. You're on this team or you're on this team. You vote for these guys or you vote for these guys. These people are 100% right. These people are 100% wrong. And then what Jesus always taught was something different, something creative, a different way to approach the problem. He said, if they're humiliating you and you're sitting at that public gate and, and all the elders are around and the townspeople kind of gather in to watch these kinds of things and they win the lawsuit and they take the outer garment off of you while they're taking that one, just give them this one too. All of a sudden, then what do people start to do? Uh, well, no, 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 that, 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 that's, that's okay starts to change the dynamic. Think about this. What if we thought creatively about the problems in our world, the problems in our family, the problems at work? What if it wasn't just either or? Either I'm just going to retaliate, I'm going to give them the business, or I'm just going to let someone run over me. By the way, what does that letting someone run over you business actually produce? Doesn't it just produce bitterness and a bottled up resentment? But that's third way, it gives you a creative expression. It gives you power. Ask anyone that's been oppressed in any way, and they will tell you about this, that there is something you can do. It put, puts power back into your hands. What we need are new ideas.
And I hope and pray that as we close with the Lord's Supper, it'll get you to thinking about the way that Jesus responded. And that he had found a new way and he offered a new way to all of us, a way that could be different, that could be better, um, that wouldn't dehumanize us and it wouldn't humiliate others and it wouldn't keep, listen to this, it wouldn't keep violence in the equation all the time. Our world needs some better ideas. Listen, you don't even have to tell them it was Jesus' idea. Right? That's where some people would shut down. Like, oh, hey, I found this Bible verse. You, could skip. you know, I heard one time. There might be a different way for us to handle this. Think about your own life. Think about your own situations. How many times do we need a third alternative? A different approach. And say to yourself this one thing. I am not always going to respond right. And my circumstances aren't always going to be exactly right. But I'm going to keep growing and learning and becoming more and more like the way that Jesus was.